Welcome back to The Break Room, uh, our daily show that keeps you updated on the nerdy news you need to know. We're excited to be here with you on this uh, lovely Tuesday. Today, we're talking Stranger Things, going back to where it started. James Gunn has a plan. Tony Stark <laughs> giving advice to a specific cast member of Wakanda Forever. And we talk about what is Val's plan? Something we've speculated a lot on, a big lingering question, one of the big lingering questions coming out of Wakanda Forever. With me to discuss those things and more, we've got Brandon Barrett. Oh, hello there. We've got Jessica Clements. Oh, hello. And we've got Corey Jandro. Hey. I thought we were saying in weird ways. You said, oh. you said it in a weird way. I said it very normally, like a normal human you, being. There is not human. a single word you've ever said in a day being. that sounds normal. Um, and as always, we are not joined by Tommy Bechtold, who's on somewhat suspension. permanent suspension. suspension. Until, we, until we see him in the flesh, he's suspended. Uh, but... In lieu of his presence, let's get to some headlines. Oh, yes, please. yes. Oh, this is the ginger seat. That's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I that's where we sit. That's where we sit. Them. Yeah, I get it now. That all makes sense. Um, so, uh, Stranger Things final season will totally feel like season one. This is according to Ross Duffer of the Duffer Brothers, creators of Stranger you Things. You think he asked his brother before he went out with that statement? <laughs> mm-hmm. I think they Which speak for the each other. Which one's the younger one? I don't know. Today I learned one's named Ross. <laughs> I've never heard them as anything with the Ross? Duffer Brothers. Well, oh my, I, you you distracted me so much. I was like, Ross and Doss. And I didn't know why. I don't Obviously know. Ross oh, and Doss it, Duffer were destined It would for be greatness. Ross and Dose, right? Anyways. Um, uh, we, anyways. Mean, we, we have met Duffy Duffer, the rougher Duffer brother. <laughs> That's right. The rougher Duffer That's brother. right. He made an appearance in the break room. Is that but, the one that flips houses? Uh, yeah. <laughs> during during uh, For Your Consideration panel, uh, Ross Duffer was interviewed and he said, uh, the final season coming up is a culmination of all the seasons. So it start, it, it sort of got a little bit from each. What we're trying to do is go back to the beginning a little bit. Interesting. Who knows what that means? They Hopefully better, it means they, they kill some kids. Uh, they didn't kill any kids in the beginning. Barb. Barb. She was Barb. Barb. Child. She was a grown woman. I will say, we speculate a lot. That cast has ballooned. There's a lot of regulars. Each season, we kind of add new new cast members, and, and none of them die for the most part. So it's gonna be the dad. Yeah, Eddie, Billy, Sean Astin. What's his name? Eddie. Yeah, a few of them, but otherwise everybody survives. So we'll I feel see. Like the fourth season was especially dark, and the first season was especially fun, and it was like '80s fun. Second season was a little like alien sci-fi. Third yeah. season was a full-on like summer adventure. So yeah. if they go like Goonies, Amblin tone, I feel like that would capture the yes. whole vibe. Yeah, and it will be interesting because, like, those actors are so much older. Yeah. You know, it's one thing when it's, like, a bunch of 11-year-olds on their bicycles. 11-year-olds? Is that how old? Uh, oh, there you are. Uh, uh, 11s and year olds. Um, <laughs> but now that they're teens, right? And they, they look like teens and they're playing tre- teens. It is like it changes the storytelling. But anyways, we're excited for that. Um, hey, uh, Francisco uh, Villapando is sending in a super chat. Hashtag free Tommy. Well... You're gonna need to do the super chat a lot more than that to free Tommy Francisco. Uh, he's got legal, his, legal his, his legal he's defense legal fund. Um, and let me tell you, he's pretty guilty, so he's gonna need a really <laughs> hefty pretty team. Guilty. A pretty hefty team. I mean, we might see Tommy on the show this week. We'll see. Again, we'll see what the courts decide. Um, Tony Gilroy, showrunner of Andor, uh, the break room's official show of winter 2022. <laughs> um, it's the only show of winter 2022. But, uh, he says that uh, season two of Andor will be very different from season one. And a reminder, this show greenlit two seasons out the gate, mm-hmm. right? Like when they started season one, they knew they were definitely getting yeah. a season two, which is the first time that's happened on Disney Plus. Yes. Of all that Marvel yeah, yeah. and, and at least of all the Marvel and Star Wars shows, mm-hmm. 
that we know of. Um, and they kind of like went right into production on season two. I think we're getting that beginning of 2024. So yeah, a little gonna, over a year yeah, from yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's 12 episodes each season, which again are big package orders. Yes. Already the longest yeah. episodes or the most right. episodes for a Disney Plus series and two seasons, which is awesome because we love that show. Do you think they're going to get more been... violent? Oh. Think they're going to get so. more sex? Oh, I, I, I just read something about <laughs> Disney Plus uh, and, and violence that I'll come back to. But, um, uh, he said that season two will be very different from season one. He said, uh, I'm hoping what we're going to do in the second half, meaning season two, will make the meal feel really satisfying. Mm. I love that phrasing. Uh, because the first year is really about him becoming Andor, this revolutionary, this uh, rebel. Uh, and we come back a year later, it'll be very different. The next four years are not about becoming a revolutionary. They're about what happens to people who are the original gangsters versus the established. Like, yeah. yeah. I like that. We were just oh, talking yeah. in the office, too. Yeah. Of all the characters on Andor, we only know of three of them that make it to Rogue One. Mm. Yes. Mon Mothma. Oh, sorry, four. Oh. Mon Mothma, <laughs> Forrest Whitaker, Diego Luna's Andor, right. and the dude that he just, spoiler alert, the dude he's, he, he's been well, hanging out with friend. the last couple he episodes. He makes it to Rogue One. He just doesn't. He doesn't make it through, through Rogue, Rogue One. Well, that's true. <laughs> no but one no, does. But, but even besides those four, none of the other people we've right. met this season are in row that one so. yeah yeah that we know of yeah and that's an interesting <laughs> point you bring up because this first season is so. like one year five years away from rogue one and the next season they're going to do more kind of jumps and cover those four years in between now and rogue one yes and get us like right up to rogue one can, yeah can i say one thing of course you can say rogue one thing, thing. It's, it's, no it's an andor it's an andor uh, and a rogue one like my mom uh was like I'm hearing that everyone's mad that people aren't watching Andor. Should I watch it? And I was like, yeah. And I explained it to her. And she was like, I don't know if I'm going to like a character that's already dead. And I was like, you should go check it out. And then this morning she was like, are you watching it? Yeah. <laughs> was Jessica's like, mom. Uh, Jessica. I think she's further than me. She was like, he's so fine. I think she's also, I think she's also like, she's got a reason. Yeah. I think she, I think she likes the story and she doesn't yeah. like normally like Star Wars. So Andor taking my mom is a big deal, but she genuinely loves him. She's Diego like, Luna. he's, yep. I'm now going to look into everything he does. I'm doing one a day. So I'm ready for the finale. I yeah. just started. I'm excited yeah. one day. And then when we're done with two seasons, it's 24 hours. It's exciting. We have a whole Let's day. I might start rewatching today. Andor. Frey Girl in the Super Chat, you are all my tribe. I would start a rebellion with you all. Which arc has been your favorite this season of Andor? I mean, we can't stop talking about the last episode. That whole prison yeah, arc. the prison arc was pretty is good. just, and like what a case study in like kind of minimalism. But I mean, it, it's hard to pick one. I don't it's know. great. Also, um, I'm for Emperor Palpatine, so that's crazy for a girl that you would decide to be on my side. <laughs> well, well, we'll be rebelling like, against like, you. Hey, hey, uh, I'm a follower. I think it's the, high, the High Stark was pretty good, too. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Under, uh, speaking of uh, Emperor Palpatine, DC's David Zaslav. <laughs> Are you calling uh, David Zaslav? <laughs> Do it. I mean, Cancel the bad girl. Let's just say, David, David Zaslav, who's currently running uh, Warner Discovery... <laughs> In charge of HBO Max. Oh, and hey, uh, come on the show, Zazla. <laughs> no, we love that. We love that. I'm, sure, I'm sure, like, we all have the wrong interpretation of you. He's the guy that killed Batgirl and killed Scoob, a, hol <laughs> a holiday haunt. Um, he really crossed two. Would you kill Scoob? <laughs> he crossed That was hand. a bridge too far. Right, right, right. Uh, but Is John Wick a WB franchise? Is he going to get attacked uh, for taking out Scoob? Ooh, don't yeah, don't mess with the dog. Um, but David Zaslav, he's a businessman. He's not a creative. He comes from Discovery. Uh, where he's famous for like launching a lot of reality TV. And so he comes in and he's running the DC franchise, mm -hmm. the Harry Potter franchise, there's mm -hmm. a lot of the stuff. And Dune. Dune, 
Don't you dare touch Doom, Saslov. <laughs> the spice Doom. must flow. <laughs> Look at his face. Uh, I'm dead serious. Uh, but uh, anyway. <laughs> I don't talk about Doom. I don't talk about Doom. And, and so, like, and you know, uh, Warner Discovery, they merge. They're under a lot of debt. HBO Max doesn't have enough subscribers. They're cutting content. It's it's a little doom and gloom over there. But the bright spot, they hired... Dune and gloom. Dune and gloom. Uh, they did hire James Gunn and Peter Safran to run DC Films. And that is, like, pretty universally praised yeah. so far. We're all really excited to see what they can do. Um, and Zaslav said that they are writing a Bible for DC Films. And they're coming close to finishing that. What's a Bible? Well, so I know in like um, screenwriting, particularly for television, they often create Bibles for shows right. that are kind of like describes every character, their arcs, their backstory, whether that stuff makes it into the script or not. It's helpful to pitch the show and for the executives and the actors and things well, like that. Well, and that way you can bring in writers and be like, read this so you understand. Yes. This is our continuity. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And what like about, five years What about in, a real got... Bible? Uh, uh, there is no such thing as the real Bible. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Tommy uh, this Tom, took a turn. That while Tommy's not here, <laughs> the real Bible is a collection of other stories from around the world, mostly like Sumerians, the Phoenicians, a little bit, then oh, repurposed into a okay. story that fits into All a right. narrative established by a religious conglomerate that controls the All world, right. which okay. also features space wizards. Yeah, yeah, just right. a Thank singular space wizard. Thank um, you. Well, yeah. like a giant. And a, um, a messiah in the desert, like Dune. Okay. Ah, um, please don't get rid of Dune. Uh, sleeper has been awoken! Right. He is the Kizat Sadarat. Um, okay. But Zazlav said, uh, I think over the next few years, you're going to see a lot of growth and opportunity around DC. Oh, AKA, this is him talking to shareholders, right? You're going to see growth. Um, to give us money. Uh, there's not going to be four Batmans. That's kind of the quote we all jumped on. There's not going to be... There's yeah. a lot of opportunity, but not a lot of Batman. Yeah, which, to put those two thoughts together, a lot of growth and opportunity, but fewer... Now, do you think he meant there's not going to be four Batmans? There's, there's going to be nine Batmans? Batmans. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just imagine everyone rose their hands and he said, there's not going to be four Batmans, and then everyone <laughs> puts their hands back he, down. He, he pulled a, cam a James Cameron. He had Batman written on the board. He comes in, he draws a Batman with an S on the end, and makes the S a dollar sign. Yeah. Batman. Universe. Batman. <laughs> That's very um, funny. And, he, and, and again, the other part of his quote, uh, James and Peter, referring to James Gunn and Peter Safran, are going to drive the hell out of DC. Which is interesting. I mean, hey, we would love it. More DC content, especially great content from James Gunn and with his stamp of approval, that would be awesome. It's interesting because like so far they've canceled DC right. content. They are doing the they are reversing well, the hell out of DC. Not, you know? I'm not vouching for that at all, especially if they take Dune away from Zach, because I will also riot with Zach. But do you think that since they canceled all these things, they're like, okay, now our budget for you, James Gunn, is to go wild? Well, I, I don't know if it's go wild, but I think they had to show the investors, like, hey, we're in this deficit. Hey, this is the bottom line. I don't envy Zaslav being the guy that literally has to put things on the chopping block. Yeah. Yeah. But now he was, I think, very smart, too. Before there's a, a fandom, before there's a Comic-Con, before there's any real announcements, he goes, hey, I know you're really mad at me, but I got you the best duo possible, right. and now I'm going to let them make you guys happy. Like, I right. think it was really smart to... Be the bad guy figurehead, because if this works out in a year, if we get to Comic-Con in July, and they go like, hey, here's a five-year plan, and it's everything we want. Like, he tweeted Mr. Terrific today, and like, that's a great power move to start things off with. And that's also a really good opportunity, because he's so online, to kind of crowdsource what fan opinion is. But leading up to July, we'll have forgotten our rage. And therefore, when this announcement comes out, he's going to be like, see, I did this. Yeah. Like, you get the, the negativity out of the way, you hire the two best people for the job, you let things percolate, and then you show a plan that's confident, it sounds like they're making 
picking up a Bible for a long period of time, I think you come out swinging at Comic-Con, and by then we will have largely maybe forgiven. Yeah. And, and all it takes is like the equivalent of Kevin Feige on stage at Hall H, bringing out some famous actor yeah. to play a character we love, bringing out a director, you know, announcing a few new projects, Give us a sizzle reel, give us a trailer, and we're, we can forget about all the sins of the past. Corey's I was right. very excited for Batgirl. I am very excited to one day, which is not possible legally, to see Batgirl. But, uh, <laughs> we will know, find a hole in a fence we're somewhere at Warner Brothers that we can peek through. Yeah. But you know, at the end of the day, once Man of Steel 2 is said out loud, there is going to be a very big shift. Very as soon as things like that start coming out of the gate, and with characters like, you know, Mr. Terrific, who they tease today, there is a great opportunity for the C and D listers, no disrespect for a character that a lot of people just don't know yet. James Gunn is very good at making you love, the fact that Guardians of the Galaxy is a household name is preposterous. Yeah. So not only is he gonna be able to wield the Supermans, Wonder Womans, and Batmans, but will it be able to have maybe your Plastic Mans, maybe your Lobos, all these characters that can fortify the universe that can cost about 100 million, and then Zaslov can make a $200 million profit off 100 million, and start making your way back towards the mega budget films. And I think that, you know, letting the Batman run wild with, with Reeves and those movies cost so much less if there's not COVID protocols being implemented with that first movie, which doubled its budget. Then you've got the opportunity to have a high profit margin using these hard directors with this great yield to over the course of five years, build back to as big as Marvel is currently. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think it's a long-term great move, but it's a marathon people got to trust in. And I hope I'm right, because if I'm wrong, we're just screwed. No. <laughs> Like yeah. there's really no like there's no it's this or yeah. burn. And, and we know <laughs> we do know they're committed to theatrical releases, right? Like that was part of the pivot of Bad Girl. They only want to do movies that are going to go out in theaters, and like we're excited. We love movies in theaters. Um, Just let Aquaman two come out. Jason Momoa is waiting. Shazam! I know. Let Aquaman two come Shazam. out. Shazam! Those kids Shazam are like out. buying homes. Those yeah. kids are like it's again yeah, the Stranger the girl, Things problem. I was when I watched the trailer, I was like, and I looked them up, and I was like, okay, this child's getting to start to look like actual. <laughs> Good. You guys need to start switching He's, it up. Eventually, quickly. he can play the Zachary Levi. Yeah, character. Yeah. Yeah. that one girl is playing her. Mary. Yeah, she's Mary. Mary Marvel yeah. is the older yeah. sister yeah. is playing. So her, I'm so. excited to see that plot point. But at the same time, like Asher and Jack are just like, but we have a mortgage. Like they're yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. Um, we got a couple, um, a couple of Black Panther headlines, and then we're gonna move on to the the main topic, talking about Val. Um, but in an interview with IndieWire, Angela Bassett, forever our queen, Ramonda. <laughs> Um, she was talking about when she learned about her character, spoiler warning, her character dying in the film. Um, she, when she learned that, she said to director Ryan Coogler, and I will not do an Angela Bassett, uh, Ramonda at the UN uh, No one's asking uh, speech. you to. No one's asking <laughs> you to. You, practice, you practice Can you imagine the her with all the, the pathos and the acting power that Angela Bassett can summon, her chewing out Ryan Coogler. She said, Ryan, what are you doing? Why? You will rue the day. You will rue the demise of Ramonda. People are going to be so upset. And um, uh, Ryan Coogler was like, Angela, I know, I know. But look, to die is not really to die in this world. It doesn't have to mean that. Mm. Now, do you think that was him having to remind uh, an adult woman that her character dying does not mean that she dies in real life? <laughs> or that was probably more likely that was like the him comic saying, book. your character yeah. is not necessarily gone forever. Imagine yeah. being Ryan Coogler telling Angela Bassett that her character will die, and then her being like, what's wrong with you? And even if it's joking, I'm like, look here. 
I know, Angela. I'm so sorry, Ms. Bassett, but I gotta kill you. Like, <laughs> well, this is also, I mean, Angela Bassett works and gets paid well, but this is probably her bigger paychecks. Oh, these 100. Two films in the last. Like, well, well and, and more people, more people have seen these two films right. yeah. than honestly have probably seen all other combined Angela I Bassett films. Yeah. That and I wonder how much she actually does get paid for American Horror Story because I'm sure Ryan Murphy. She was on after her for a while, a couple seasons, mm. so Ryan Murphy probably makes her to pay Angela Bassett a hefty fee. But the second. The second movie of Black Panther probably pays and, double that. And there's just there's not that many badass roles for sixty something women yeah. in Hollywood yeah, where you get to be a queen and a fighter and you get to give great speeches and you're in a movie that everybody oh. will see. Yeah. Like, Do you think Viola Davis auditioned for the oh, Ramonda role? Oh, I would like to see. I know like, she auditioned, she auditioned for something. Real. I would like oh, yeah. to see the I what if what if their roles switched oh, and Viola was playing uh, Ramonda yeah. and and Bassett oh, was, was playing oh, Amanda DC? Waller. The thing is, that switch could easily be done and be so good. And they'd be so different. Like I can see her as Waller being so differently intimidating. That's fascinating. I mean, her traps. She has better traps than me. Angela Bassett's like Same with Viola Davis. Viola Davis is built like a damn brick house. Neither of them, like, they don't make sense. How good a shape shape they're in. You can't think about it too hard. Uh, Theodore Harris uh, sending in a super chat. Thank you. one day I would love a story with Bashenga, the yes. first Black Panther. That would be so good. Hell yeah. Speaking of Viola Davis and her um, woman king, right? Mm-hmm. Like a, a warrior kind of uh, film set in the past in Africa. Like, that'd be pretty badass. Did you see it? I have not seen it I yet. I haven't seen it yet either. I want to. The Everybody reason I haven't good. seen it is I don't, I'm afraid that I'll get it very angry. <laughs> I'll get very angry because we, we, we know the story behind in the movie. And I'm like, ooh. Oh, I will get very angry. Um, and then final headline here. Uh, apparently... Robert Downey Jr. called up Dominique Thorne Love uh, while filming Wakanda Forever and kind of just like as a fellow, uh, you know, super suited uh, Marvel character, he just gave her some words of encouragement. He said he wanted the um, Riri Williams character to like be its own thing and not be like weighted down by the legacy of Iron Man. Mm. And he was just like, uh, she said he was just super kind and encouraging and said all the beautiful things that you hope to hear from the Iron Man himself. I would hope I love that, that, like, especially even characters that did pass away, I'm sorry to force them in this hole or box, I would hope that they do kind of reach out to their new counterparts in a way and be like, you're gonna be and, fine. And how nice, been doing it for so long. And Hollywood can be so cutthroat, but mm-hmm. because he got to call his own shot, because he got to go out on his own terms, he does feel like kind of a paternal thing. He's not bitter that they killed him off or right. like, that he doesn't get to play that character. He chose, he chose to walk away, but he still has like, Kind of that fatherly ownership over, you know, and he wants to make sure the new people feel yeah, welcome. He wanted the freedom to do his own things. He did Dr. Doolittle and he's probably like, can we unkill Tony Stark? <laughs> that, that was before. That was before. That was before. That was his exit strategy. Yeah, and that was also his choice. No, and he should not no, have taken that role. He fine. shouldn't have taken that role. It was he fine. Where's Sherlock Holmes 3? We That's what I want. I want Sherlock Holmes 3. Oppenheimer's going to be great. Sherlock Holmes Three. I'm excited for the documentary about his dad. Do it, Guy Ritchie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That Senior. trailer just came out. Yeah, yeah December that 4th, great. that drops on Apple TV. Very excited for that. Apple, um, not a plug. I just made it sound like Hell yeah, TV. dude. Uh, <laughs> this guy real, loves Apple TV. Real, real. Apple TV is the best streaming service available. $5.99 a month. Pay us and, and we'll extrapolate on that, Apple TV. Uh, but uh, you know who is paying us this week? Who? Inkbox. Mm. Thank you to our friends at Inkbox for sponsoring all week on The Break Room. I currently, uh, now my, my, uh, the white balance on the camera will need to be adjusted. Uh, This is, this is an Inkbox. (laughs) What damn? (laughs) I got a hold of a a flex the entire time. This is an Inkbox uh, tattoo. It's a cute little radish that I picked out. Now this guy has been on for over two weeks. He's just starting to fade. 
but he's been like you don't nice shower, and dark. Though, right? I don't shower, mm-hmm. especially this Stark. arm. This, this this one's for touching. This one's for punching. Ah, uh, no, I don't know. Um, but uh, uh, he's just starting to fade. But he's okay. he's looked awesome the entire time. And I'm a person, unlike uh, Jessica and Tommy, both have tattoos. I don't have any tattoos, so it's like you know. When I like walk by the bathroom mirror and catch a glimpse of this, it's like, oh, it's like a different version of myself. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, is this what it feels like to have a tattoo? A radish. A or little radish. Tattoo. Um, but Inkbox, they make these like really high quality temporary tattoos that last a couple weeks, as you can tell by this one's like, this is like day 13 on this one. Uh, they have thousands of designs, including some cool artistic collaborations. They have some like IP collabs uh, for some of the fandoms you're, you're probably into. But what I want to talk about, and I'm pretty pissed about this. <laughs> Okay. 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 <laughs> currently, we, they also, the main thing that we're excited about here on The Break Room is they have this custom mm. maker. And like Jessica was talking about yesterday about how she's kind of like, she has real tattoos, but she tried out an ink box thinking about she might get it someday. You can, if you're thinking about getting a real tattoo, you can yes. design it yes. in the Test custom collaborator. Yeah. They'll send you a temporary version. You put it where you want it. You can decide, oh, this is the right size, or mm. I like this angle, or the, the shape, or whatever. And then you can adjust what your real tattoo is like. That's, also, this that's is the my perfect favorite time. reason for it. This is the perfect time to get an ink box ahead of Thanksgiving to really freak out your family members. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> oh, yeah. Roll in with that tattoo. You should Say, get your what's mom- up, mama, back. And get your back. mom's name. Now, like, get your get mom's, your mom's name. name. Now, That's actually a good point. We got, we got some custom designs just for the break room. Now, these don't show up great on camera because they turn dark once they're on your yeah, skin, they're but they're really light. light when they're the tattoos. This one says Mephisto watch. We've got a, a New Rockstars logo, the custom NR from uh, the, the YouTube page. And Tommy and I each designed our own design. And then we're running a contest the early part of this week. The winner will put their design on the other guy. Tommy won yesterday. Neither of us were here, and yet you, the viewers, voted for Tommy. Well, they want Tommy to get the tattoo. No, I thought it's the other way around. Oh, no. <laughs> that means I have to get Tommy's tattoo. That, that's what that means? Okay, we, should, we, need to, no, we need to define. Go over with Brandon, because Brandon did say a logical I said, thing yesterday. Yesterday I said, who should get the tattoo? Oh, and Tommy won. Yeah. So, so he will Tommy's get the tattoo. Recipient. Then, I, then I am sorry for what I said about the <laughs> Now the they're going to vote for you. I like you guys. I'm sorry. So if Tommy wins, he has to wear my It's Morbin Time. Mm-hmm. Tattoo. It's got a little clock there, and it says it's Morbid Time in a fun font. Again, forever Morbid Time. I'm not trying to sway people, but you should vote for Zach because this Gucci to Moochie. It's huge. Look it's, at it. It's so Gucci big. to Moochie in as, Harry Style. Harry Potter format. It will have to be like it will take up an entire half please, of my chest or something like that. Zach. Or please or I might Zach. do tramp stamp. Oh, oh, oh but I don't want to. Wait, wait, wait! I should not be selling this so hard. Look at it's just so. Can you? Can we? I want them to see how much of the. So Harry Potter font. Let's it's run so a poll cool. right now. We're doing best of three on these polls. Yesterday, Tommy won. Who should get a tattoo, Zach or Tommy? Okay. I wish it went Gucci and then too Moochie, like down. Oh, uh, it should have been vertical. That's a good You can still, cut it, you can still cut, cut it that way. You can still cut it that way. You can make it too Moochie. <laughs> too what if you, you get Gucci on your little lower back? Oh, no. I'm <laughs> currently yeah, at 56%. Money. I did too good of a job selling the uh, the tramp stamp version. I mean, we got oh, um, We, we want to go to three days of voting. Yeah, it's got to be because it's a tiebreaker. I just thought about it. Also, if you make this in a tramp stamp, it'll be too close to the actual Gucci. So maybe. Gucci? To my Gucci. Yeah. Just let it be figurative. Just let it guide you on the That's way right. down. That's right. That's uh, right. Uh, hey, to get no. your own, to check out all the other Inkbox tattoos, to do your own custom design, or to check out all their designs, click the link. Uh, that's either on screen right now or that's in this video description uh, and use code NEWROCKSTARS 
uh, our name to get 25% off your entire order. So if you want to get 10 tattoos to a thousand, I was thinking too, the old joke about like you go on spring break and you get an ugly tattoo. Mm -hmm. Well, you could do if you got like a crew of people you go on vacation with, get them all the fake tattoos yeah. and you guys can all get tattoos and not regret it in 10 years. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, use code new rockstar is 25% off your order of inbox. Ow. Thank you to inbox. Your uh, entire order. I saw someone ask, I currently don't have any tattoos. Nice. I have seven I want. Whoa. Uh, the problem is I've designed seven that I love and I know once I start, I won't stop. Mm. So I've, I've not started because it'll be a long year. And I got to make sure I'm employable. Cool. So once I, I have a job, that's an, a full-time job equals seven tattoos. Dolly, Dolly Parton's covered in tattoos. That's, that's what true. they say. It's true, but the one, like the first one I want is mm. I always say you either die a Spider-Man or live long enough to see yourself become a mm. Deadpool. So mm. I want to do like a yin-yang of Spider-Man Deadpool. Gotcha. And that way, one way is Spider-Man, one way is Deadpool. So the idea would be like, if I'm feeling one way or the other, and it's very like forward, right? So if I work for like DC, then I mean, you just have to invest you? in long sleeve shirts. Also, where you know? is my name going? Yeah. Uh, well, obviously down the tricep because the show is a fan of my triceps. Boy, so <laughs> I, I, <get. laughs> I, I always say eat and ain't cheating, and so that's why I'm gonna get tattooed. Where? Eat and cheat my body. Nope. In a secret place. You guys Moving can't on? talk about tattoos because I love them. The only <laughs> tattoos I've ever wanted are like the, the big ones. I want the full red dragon on my back. So I'm the year of the, the dragon. I want the stomper. These are all problematic people. The Ben uh, Affleck? The ben Affleck? I like the big tattoos that take like a whole like back, like yeah. red dragon. Yeah, yeah. I want the Yakuza oh, like uh, uh, the full. Yeah, so the yeah, full. so I'm the year of the dragon. My okay. name's Koi. Okay. And in some mythology, oh. if Koi swim upstream, become dragonfly, oh. dragonflies represent creative freedom. So theoretically, I could get me as a hieroglyphic, my name, my year, and my profession, with just a dragon, a koi, and a dragonfly, mm. but now we're creating a whole body art situation. It's, I mean, you speak of the hieroglyphics. The Egyptians had the concept of horror vacui. They did not like empty space in their art. That's why it's always full of stuff. Mm. They did not like empty space. Brandon's so smart. Yeah, I love saying, you can't get one tattoo. You've got to come. Yeah, you're describing my. Got to catch them all, folks. Let's talk about our, our main discussion today, okay? Tattoos. Uh, tattoos. <laughs> Speaking of tattoos, there was no tattoo or actual representation of Doctor Doom in Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. That's why Tommy's been suspended, because he promised us. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we didn't get our, our Doom cameo that a lot of people said was going to be there. And a lot of people were like, whoa, 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 we never said that. Uh, but he wasn't there. But we did get a surprise uh, cameo from our, our lady, the beautiful Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. Uh, and she's now been confirmed as the director of the CIA, which is like a pretty big deal, yeah. because that's a very forward-facing uh, forward role in the government. Before, she was just kind of this shadowy, shadowy figure, but now she's there. Uh, and one line she said in the film that really stood out was that she dreamed about the U.S. being the only country in the world with vibranium, mm. which is a concept I really liked in this movie, where the you know the first Black Panther ended on this promising note of like we're Wakanda, we're here, we're here to share our, our our valuable resources with the world and our technology, blah blah. In this movie, it's immediately like. Yeah, you're here, but now we hate you yeah. because uh, we don't trust you and you have all this power and we don't like that you've completely reset the hierarchy of power in the MCU. <laughs> uh, so she's, she's worried, right? She, so Val works for the government. We can assume what she's doing is cool with like the other top brass. Maybe a congressional committee had to approve of some of this stuff. I don't know. And she wants this vibranium for herself. But what if it's not just for weapons? Mm. What if there's something else about this vibranium she wants it for? And it's kind of magical properties when it touches soil and plants. You know, do we think that Val knows about the heart-shaped herb uh, and, and its properties and that it was formed by the, the Wakanda meteorite? I'm pretty, I don't know what Val knows about the Taookans. Mm -hmm. You know, as far as we know, they're secret from the rest of the world. Maybe Val knows about it and is not playing her hand there. 
but she could know about their plant as well. Is that a possibility here? We know the love for the super soldier serum in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this like their back door to it? Like, oh, maybe if we like plant some vibranium in some soil with some some aloe plants, we can get our own little thing going. Oh, but it's topical? It's right, a topical right. solution. You <laughs> sunburn, you super soldier power. Oh, well, in the comics, especially the Ultimate comics, which the movies have a lot of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Venn diagram commonalities with, the Hulk was uh, basically a, a super soldier gone right. awry. There's a lot of like, oh, we kept trying to recreate Cap, which turned into this. Yeah. So I could easily see, especially after the commenta- uh, commentary we got with Abomination recently in She-Hulk, mm-hmm. it looks like the drive to make super soldiers is stronger than ever. Between that mention, between US Agent, between all these things. So I could easily see them spinning that into trying to appropriate the heart-shaped urban steel. Mm-hmm. And if we've already seen and laid out very clearly the invasion of Wakanda, and we know we got a Wakanda show coming, and we've got the Thunderbolts, and they're basically making a Dark Avengers. I don't think we're ever going to have something called the Dark Avengers, because it sounds to me like Thunderbolts are the Dark Avengers. How do you power up new recruits? And I think that the Heart-Shaped Herb is now their GMO. Does, does she know about the Heart-Shaped Herb, though? I think that Because I thought the only the... white person... Well, they didn't talk about it on the phone. Sure. And so I was like, the only white person that actually knows about it is one is dead and one is Everett Ross. Ooh. And I don't think he told her between... I don't know. His ex-wife like, comes over. They have some drinks. No. He's like, he's like, Heart-Shaped Herb! We were talking about it. It is interesting, because like obviously we know of at least two... Wakandan outreach centers, the one we saw in Mali in the in the film and the one from Oakland in the in the first film. But like they probably have more, right? And they're doing something out there with their technology yeah, yeah. And, and helping people. So it's like on the one hand, like maybe a lot of people know something about more certainly people know more about Wakandan technology than they did before they came out. But on the other hand, we were talking about like there ain't no outsider tourism in Wakanda. Yeah, they still have a big ass horse field. You can't right? Yes, Asgard. yeah. There, there's no ride. There's no petting zoo in Wakanda yeah. for like uh, random Italian uh, uh, visitors, or, or you know, or, was that New Asgard? Or I don't know. Yeah, Canadians. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Wherever, wherever <laughs> people are coming from, right? So it's still a closed off society. Mm-hmm. They've obviously been picky about what they choose mm-hmm. to share with the world, well, right? The th- and that's that's why I'm like, I think she knows that vibranium exists in there, especially because the. Through history, there's the first Black Panther where there's literally vibranium tools in a museum in Europe. It's just like, oh yeah, vibranium makes its way out, but not the plant. But they didn't know it was vibranium either, right? They just thought it was an old tool. Oh, no, 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 but I'm just saying it's, yeah, yeah. but I'm just like, there is, if there are some weird type of scientist that is digging up these things and finds Mm -hmm. it, it's like that stuff that's on her radar, probably right now. I love the idea, too, that where the plant grows kind of determines its powers. Like, the one plant was underwater, so when they ate it, they could live underwater. One that's like, is is land-based, so it made you stronger and faster on the land. What if there's one that uh, grew on the walls of a volcano? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you can shoot fire powers. Well, you know, can you grow in the sky, It's kind of interesting. This dovetails. MLSB had sent in a super chat. Why doesn't Wakanda give every Wakandan the heart-shaped herb? Mm. So now, that's a good question. And, like, it was kind of intoned in the first one. Not everybody necessarily survives that process. Maybe not everybody gets the powers. You have to be Mm -hmm. kind of the the chosen one to be the Black Panther, and then you get those powers. A rando could take it and trip balls and never come back. We don't know, (laughs) right? Like, go to the ancestral plane and not make it back? I don't know. I also think... uh, I, clearly there's this weird kind of disconnect where it's like, yeah, it was in what they ingested, they gave birth, so mm. it passed on to the Tolokan mm-hmm. children, like the babies, but we don't, I, I mean, through T'Challa's son, I don't think that 
it will go through him to his son. Also, isn't everyone we've met with the ability at least somewhat related to T'Challa? Because T'Chaka, T'Challa, his cousin, oh, true. Killmonger, yeah, and, they and they used his well, DNA to recreate why. it. So maybe you oh, have to be it's, it's a genetic. Yeah, it's like a maybe you activate something in a certain genetic line. Why don't you just poop out? I don't know, but it was. Why don't you just poop out? I got excited about <laughs> this. Sounds genetic like, lines. This sounds uh, like some stuff that the T'Challa royal family is making up to. Yeah, they're like, oh, you got the genetics for it. Also, the higher of power can't change. Like, I, I do think it's dangerous to have everyone yeah, yeah. have the power. Oh, yeah. yeah Could yeah. you imagine if I got a hold of it and I was also in Wakanda? Or Daniel Kaluuya, just... right? Like, if he got it and he was riding those rhinos and then like, he fought T'Challa. I'd be stealing things all the time um, from my own people. <laughs> yeah, we were, we were talking a little bit about beforehand the connection here to the Thunderbolts. Right. And you brought up, like, the Dark Avengers. Like, are they going to be more like that? Are they going to be more like the traditional Thunderbolts? I mean, the lineup they've kind of presented is not a traditional Thunderbolts lineup. You know, this is a lot of hand-to-hand -hand combat people. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of powers, per se, capital P powers, except for, like, Ghost. But most of them are, like, accidental powers or, like, given powers in a weird Some way. Some super soldier serum-enhanced yeah. individuals with right, Red right. Guardian and, and Bucky, but, mm -hmm. yeah. And, like, someone like Yelena is just, uh, uh, you know, peak human, right? Mm -hmm. They're not powered up at all in any ways. So is it possible that this Thunderbolts movie, the plot of it could be something along the lines to, like, infiltrate Wakanda or Talokan at this point and steal their vibranium-rich soil and their vibranium so that the government can create their own army of super soldiers and Iron Man. You know, this like this next stage, because we know like Armor Wars is coming, mm -hmm. uh, New World Order comes before Thunderbolts. Is that is the New World Order that like everyone's got strong guys, now we need lots of strong boys out there. Uh, you know, the power broker's supplier of super soldier serum, the last person we knew who could make it is now dead. Thunderbolt Ross has always been obsessed with it. It's how the leader got, mm -hmm. it's how Hulk He's got made, back. right? They and the leader's coming back. From, and the leader's coming back in New World Order. So is, is that the possibility they're going to go here? I mean, they discover this vibranium in the ocean. They still know where it is. It's not like that's <laughs> that gone now. It's like. still right there. I mean, they got to get past uh, the Talokanil to get Watch it. Watch out like, for those giant-ass jellyfish. <laughs> Watch out for them <laughs> jellyfish, Doc. What I think is interesting is that everyone on the team is reformed. So if you look at the actual team of Thunderbolts, in the comic books, they're a bunch of villains pretending to be heroes still, to, still to villains, infiltrate. Still but villains. they know they're villains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, those guys are like, I'm a bad guy. I'm they doing go to good jail at night, to, and yeah. they get to eat, you know, Venom gets to eat people. Like, right, and then just, that's your reward. It's a lot more like Suicide Squad. Mm -hmm. This isn't like Suicide yes. Squad. This is a bunch of reformed heroes that I imagine the leadership is dastardly. So I mm. think it's going to be a bunch of good guys being convinced to do a bad thing, which lends itself to Wakanda. Because if you're going to be doing something that is a positive to you, that you wouldn't know is bad. It would have to be something like uh, on a macro scale. So someone claiming Wakanda invaded, someone claiming that Talokans are, are a threat, then you send your agency, your, your Thunderboltsies, and then they basically do a bad thing even though they're good people because they think they're Avengers. They also, look at the parallel of these characters. Like you've got a Captain America, a Black Widow, a Hulk, if Abomination comes in like mm -hmm. we all think he is. Everyone kind of parallels the OG. So like if you've got a, a team of Avengers for the public, what better way to hoodwink the public than like, hey guys, we know how much you love these heroes, we got their Walmart versions, yeah. and like you throw them at you know whatever, and then you're good. Yeah. So the guy that killed someone publicly. We've definitely gotten away yeah. with way more. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. I, I just think it's like, there's my, gonna be one family that's like, wait, wait a, a second. second. Yeah. I know that guy. That was my favorite thing about the Dark Avengers 
comic book run was that like they literally wore the costumes of yeah. the regular Avengers and the public had no idea. Like Norman Osborn was wearing Iron Man suit. He's like, I'm Iron Man, baby. Because <laughs> the public is not watching new Rockstars no. videos to, they don't know. to break they don't know. down. Um, that's actually the wrong yes. suit. <laughs> um, Lil, Lil Zay, I think I'm pronouncing your name, in, had a chat. Uh, what if Andy Serkis's character Claw from the original Black Panther film Maybe he was telling people about some of these Wakandan secrets, right? Because he's he a guy that got yeah. a hold of some uh, vibranium and he was out in the world selling it to yeah, yeah. bad parties. So, like, yeah, maybe he also had some knowledge Getting about... Getting drunk on his old Also, one of, these, one of these Thunderbolts knows a lot about Wakanda. Mm-hmm. White Wolf lived there. Oh, that's true. Did some would, Wakandan spa tech, is, beautiful hair. I'm not, trying to be an, I'm not trying to be that person. I'm not trying to be that person. I'm not trying to be that person. But I would hate for this entire team to be, like, so we inv- invade Wakanda and nothing's wrong well, with that? that I, I, do, I do think, like, there's potential, not to keep referencing the most recent Suicide Squad movie, but, like, they were sold, it's a rescue mission. Mm-hmm. Turned out it was not a, they were misled yeah. and it was not a rescue mission. They were there to do something entirely I, different. Yeah. So, like, you could convince Red Guardian, Yelena, all these people, like, yeah. hey, we know you have a checkered history. Here's an opportunity to do great. Break into Wakanda and yeah. steal this, you know, let this scientist go that's being held captive they get in there and they realize, like, oh, that's not. Well, we're that's not doing the, thing. the right I just thing. need a really good justification for Bucky to be like, well, we could just alert the Dormelage that, like, because yeah. it's like, like they're better than he is. <laughs> so yeah, it's turn like them bad again. I'm sick of nice. Yeah, literally. I want, make I, want, a I, want, I want angry Bucky back. Uh, well, let's get to the real yes. question here behind this discussion: Is Val doing this all on her own, mm. or is someone? Is she working with someone else? There's the idea that she's a scroll, yes, but to what end? I don't know. To like, what all, end? All this. Yeah, like what? What would be the scroll right. agenda? And maybe we'll find out yeah. in Secret Invasion. By the time distrust in the government. Mm-hmm. If if a leader in government yeah. is revealed to be an alien, all of a sudden all bets are off. Well, I mean, that and, was and, what happened in Peacemaker, and it right. clearly was yeah. a great. Yeah, idea. And, and the irony of you know traditionally the CIA has worked to destabilize other countries, mm-hmm. right? By look uh, it up, eroding, eroding. Do your own research. The population's Randy trust Randy in their government. Noriega. What if, what if she were? What if she were doing that for her own government? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. She was a double agent, basically working against I, the greater good uh, of the American government. By the, go ahead. No, you go because it's on his line. Well, I, I was going to say, I by the time we get to Thunderbolts, do you think she's still the director of the CIA, mm. or does something happen in between now? I'm talking like Captain America 4, New World Order, and mm-hmm. then Thunderbolts, where she's out of the CIA, and she's like, we got to do this on our own, folks. Yes, And that's when her, her boss, Zola, shows up Ooh. and is like, the algorithm says you must form the Thunderbolts. I think... I was disagreeing with you. Okay. Uh, so, I'm, But I agree with you in the way that I don't think she's going to have that position. I think she's ultimate... I would love her to be a scroll, I think, for storyline that helps us get more into mm-hmm. Secret Invasion. But I also really love the idea that Thunderbolt Ross is still higher than her, I and think, she works directly for okay. him. I, I like, that makes and a lot of sense, I think right? Mr. Harrison Ford plays another get-off-my-plane president. Mm. I think, I think mm. uh, we have someone mm. at the top mm. talking to Val. Thunderbolt Ross gets elected president? Because in the comics, Norman Osborn is. That'd yeah. be so great. if you're not using so Norman, good. use yeah. Thunderbolt. Oh, and if you okay. and he goes, he, he runs as a military leader. He runs as blah, blah, blah. What it, that gives him more power. You cast Harrison like Ford regal task. The White House Rose Garden door explodes <laughs> off its hinges. <laughs> As Red Hulk stomps out. <laughs> it's my State of the Union. Okay. It's my um, State of the... Wait, uh, never mind. Uh, Kazak. Get off my right. uh, yeah, State yeah. of the Union is strong. This sounds like a wrestling match. It it's a red wave. Like- <laughs> 
match one four three. Uh, a friend from the north. Uh, welcome from Canada. Uh, saying, send in the super chat. Val is a scroll and wants to acquire serums and vibranium and other super stuff to make super scrolls. Heck yeah. That's a nice one. Ready for some super scrolls. Uh, super scrolls, a huge part of the comics. We have super yet to scroll. see them portrayed on on film. That'd be very cool. Fantastic um, Four is not far away. But we were talking about David Harbour, who is. I mean, talk about Simu. You're still number one for who we want on mm. this show, but David Har- David Harbour's not Harbour's far behind, dude. Two? He's in not, the top five. Not, He's I in the top five. David Harbour's not in Barbie. I'm sorry. If you're that's in Barbie, what, you go what, to number yeah. one. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I'm right. saying. I'm well, saying. we don't know if he's in Barbie. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. If you're in the MCU and in Barbie, you're number one. I that's right. need I mean, Greta. if you're in Stranger Things, MCU and Barbie, I mean, head explodes. But... David Harbour, he's always given great quotes in the press. Another reason we love that guy. But he said, he kind of described the Thunderbolts. He was interviewed and asked about it, and he described them as losers, right? Like kind of these <laughs> lovable losers, uh, the underdog characters, right, coming together. But he said they're going to do a bomb drop in their film uh, and do something that is like a bomb drop at the end of Phase 5, which we've been speculating, what does that mean? It they could be a literal bomb. Literal they bomb. just drop a literal yeah. bomb. But... Um, Maybe it's more of a metaphoric, like kind of blow up the MCU as we know it in some way. Okay, I don't want to be an asshole, but it's like, wouldn't you say drop a bomb? Hmm. You know, like wouldn't you say it a little bit differently? Yeah, bomb drop like might be more like mic drop, yeah, right? Yeah, Maybe. that's why I'm. Oh no, no, yeah, no, I'm thinking the other way. I think drop a bomb is a mic drop. I think bomb. Yeah, John is saying the tone he had in the interview was more like mic drop than like. Uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki. I mean, I love a good take something out of context and make it bigger than it is, so I got mm-hmm. a theory. Yeah. Uh, in the comics, Thunderbolts and Civil War and all of the Sokovia Accords happened because of an explosion. Mm-hmm. There's a character That's called right. Penance who was Speedball, one of my favorite C-list characters who's this uh, new warrior, this really hyperactive, I identify with this young man, uh, character that like doesn't really fit anywhere and he's hyper neurotic and he's crazy and he bounces all over the place and then he accidentally causes a thing that explodes a school yeah. and tons of children die in Stanford, Connecticut. And the Stanford incident is what leads into the Sokovia Accords. They called it Sokovia because of the events of Ultron in the comics at Stanford. Uh, but in that world, it's a hero that causes the deaths of so many. If the Thunderbolts are seen as heroes mm-hmm. in the end of the movie ends with a hero destroying something, it'd be really oh, interesting it. if that led into a new Kamala's Law, mm-hmm. if that led into another round of Civil War, if that led directly into Armor Wars. That it, it is all about undermining authority and causing people to want to put their thumb down on those in power. And this could allow for that if this oh. is... I think there's a lot of room to do some permanent damage to the Earth leading up to Secret Wars. Because <laughs> Secret Wars can reset everything, right? It can mm-hmm. be like, oh, we're going to move everyone to this new planet where we can all live in harmony. <laughs> or they two. can do a lot of damage to this planet. Uh, and it would be mm. it'd be pretty insane. Interesting. Or, or they... It's mostly they lose the entire public yeah. goodwill, That's but a, they regain the public goodwill by fighting and destroying this insane extraterrestrial yeah. force. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. We need to have public goodwill be uncertain whether they're with or against heroes before X-Men. And I think the best way to have all of this lead up to X-Men, which are not coming soon, we're talking five, six years soonest, but if there's this undercurrent of we don't trust, we don't trust, and then you've got Fantastic Four being Marvel's first family, look at these explorers, these heroes, this family, this unit, and you've got them as this like beacon of good, and then the X-Men are not long after, and then it's like the people that don't trust heroes now have these mutants. Mm-hmm. And that'd be really interesting to have the dichotomy between these Fox characters that are coming into play at the same time-ish. Yeah, and, and then real quick, because it's also in the thumbnail, so we gotta address it, what if Doom is behind Val, mm-hmm. right? What if she's assembling 
um, vibranium mm -hmm. to serve this master, right? Because like we were, we've been, I, I, it's been my hobby horse of like, she doesn't really say what her agenda is. Sure, she dreams of the US being the sole owner of vibranium, but we have no other signs that she's patriotic. We have no other signs of like, what is she out for, she right? She doesn't wear a flag on her lapel. That's right. Frankly. Hey, this, the streak in her hair is neither red, white, nor blue, um, right? Uh, Scrolls wear a lot of purple. Oh. <laughs> Good point. Uh, but like, what if they're, I, I'm just thinking back to like, you know, phases one through three, where we get like Loki is the villain in the first Avengers movie, but there's somebody behind Loki. Mm -hmm. It's it's Thanos, right? Like, what if there's somebody behind Val who's been sprinkled into all these projects now, but like she's working for a greater master with a different agenda that will only be revealed in time. And what if that is Doom, right? Maybe she's a double agent. Maybe Doom in this, in the MCU will be an apparatus of the U.S. government somehow, right? I'm just glad, and I think it's very possible, and I love the idea of, I do think Kang and Doom are going to have some collaboration. Mm -hmm. But I'm very glad, just while we're on the subject of Doom, we heard all those rumors about a post credit scene, even that, like, another actor was in it that was revealed in another thing. I don't, I don't remember the details, because I, I genuinely would rather be like, <gasps> than see it in, like, a shot on the internet and tweet, like, through Spider-Man. Uh, but I do think that there is an opportunity for the Doom character to be introduced in another property, another property, another property. But if it was in Wakanda, I think that would have caused the commercial thing that everyone was complaining about. Like, a lot of people said that, like, the all the Ross storyline with her felt like it was just setting up Thunderbolts. I personally didn't feel that because it felt geopolitical. Can you imagine if we had that post-credit scene with, spoiler alert, I'm, you're still here, the Prince of Child <laughs> post-credit scene, and then, like, five minutes later, after we're all crying at her seats, yeah, it's yeah. like, here's the new action yeah, figure! Yeah, yeah. So, like, like funny I do think it's really smart smart to wait, even if it does end up being the reason for the conflict, I'm glad they didn't yeah. try to shoehorn that into this two and a half hours. Because it would have been, it would have felt, it would have made everything feel false. Yeah, and we've got, we've got three movies next year and like six Disney Plus series. They've we got a lot of opportunities two, yeah. to sneak some doom into our lives. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Doom, doom is going to show up with a lot of power. And when it comes to climate action, your money is power. That's a transition right there, folks. With aspiration, a new kind of change is in your pocket. And I'm not talking about loose change. I'm talking about changing the world. Simply by moving your money to Aspiration, you're giving your deposits a cleaner, greener home. Aspiration is a climate-friendly alternative for your money. Get an account and debit card that's built to help your wallet and the planet. Aspiration lets you plant a tree by rounding up every swipe of your debit card. Chips, tree, soda, tree. I buy what? everything individually no, with my debit card. That's not efficient, Brandon. Aspiration's been hard at work helping people align their money with their values, funding the planting of over 100 million trees. Like I said before, it's 50 million hammocks, folks. On their way to funding the planting of 1 billion trees by 2030. It's no wonder why Forbes, NerdWallet, and The Penny Hoarder recommend Aspiration for the eco-conscious. Best of all, there's no credit check, no overdraft fees. And with Aspiration, you just pay what you think is fair, even if that's zero, because money shouldn't stand in the way of you doing the right thing. Make your dollars make a difference. Open an Aspiration account at aspiration.com slash tree, T-R-E-E. Help save the planet with your Aspiration debit card. Open your account at aspiration.com slash tree today. Again, that's aspiration.com slash tree. Terms and conditions apply. Aspiration is not a bank. Deposits are FDIC insured up to $2 million per depositor. $2 million? That's right. You've Great. got it, Jess. I've seen it. Things, uh, are going, things are going well if, if you need that insurance on $2 million. <laughs> million we've also, we've also been reminding you for weeks now, weeks, to check out the second season of the hit show, DC's Batman The Audio Adventures, which is out now uh, on HBO hey, Max. Re real quick, if anybody in the chat has been watching that show and you have some favorite moments or some uh, some some thoughts you want to share, throw those in the chat and we'll try to read those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, it, it's an incredible cast. Again, this is like an audio show on a streaming platform. I know it's blowing your minds right now, but you can do it. The cast includes Rosario Dawson, John Leguizamo, Bobby Moynihan, Chris Parnell, Seth Meyers, Keenan Thompson, and Jeffrey Wright as the Batman himself. Do you think he had to audition for that? I don't know. It's an incredible <laughs> show full of no, crime. Jeffrey Wright, he's, he's offer only, dude. That dude did not. I think oh, they sent absolutely, one hundred percent. They sent they sent him the script, and he was like, "This I'm doesn't look like anything to me." <laughs> yeah, there it is. Westworld callback. Uh, Westworld. Jeff Lab. <laughs> oh God, you guys. can't keep getting away with it. <laughs> Dune took my Westworld. Dune is still there. Dune is still there. Dune. Dune. Uh, it's. Uh, Batman the Audio Adventures is an incredible show. It's got crime, it's got humor, and it's got tons of Batman lore. And it was created by longtime SNL writer Dennis McNichols. That's for you SNL stands out there. Hey. Tune in for a tale of life and death in Gotham City. Is there any other way? The whole season, the whole first season is already available to stream, and season two is out now on HBO Max. Stream DC's Batman the Audio Adventures, season two now on HBO Max. Oh. Uh, Marjo32 in the chat saying, hearing Bobby is hilarious. Bobby Moynihan plays the penguin in is the she, series. She, are they saying that they're hearing that Bobby Moynihan is hilarious? Or <laughs> I'm hearing, hearing Bobby is hilarious. We don't know. I think hearing Bobby's version of the uh, Lorenzo Napolitano said, I liked when Batman said, it's batting time, and batted all over the Joker. I don't know if Lorenzo is joking or not. Or not. I, I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> I hope that's true. <laughs> Ah, oh, I just batted all over myself. Can you imagine Jeffrey Wright saying, it's batting time. <laughs> it's batting time. That's but good. dead serious with that bass and the, 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 the vibrato of his voice or whatever. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if we have time. We can um, do it quick. Oh, or we can tease it for tomorrow. Let's tease it for tomorrow. Let's tease it. We have a really fun mandatory fun, but we ran out of time today. But Jessica put a lot of work into it, so you got to show up tomorrow to see it. Look at that's the face of someone who put a lot of work into it. <laughs> <laughs> the work. There's also my Robert De Niro. <laughs> oh, 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 give oh, it wait, one more There it is. Say, say it's batting time. It's batting no. <laughs> no, can you do your Al Pacino voice? Because I like your Al Pacino. Whoa, it's batting time. <laughs> You're all up in it. <laughs> He's really good. He's at got a badass. The thing, and you're all up in it. It's that one I was looking for. We should have a redemption one day. That's you and Tommy going against each other with uh, impressions. Oh. Oh. Cedo Pacino too. Just, just, just general impressions. All of them. He, uh, Tommy's really good at Al Pacino. Lance Nero looks like Grumpy Cat. Yeah, same. Though. Yeah, a little bit. No, I like, bit. is there a difference? Has anyone put those two together? No. Oh. I've never seen him in the same room at <laughs> the same place. The dumpy, gr- dumpy cat. That's <laughs> oh, that's cat. me. <laughs> grumpy cat. Grumpy cat that's is dead, apparently, but De Niro's still alive. Apparently, he's just tired of being Grumpy cat. <laughs> Allegedly. He's like, I gotta um, kill off Grumpy cat. Uh, we thank everybody for joining us uh, today. Uh, other, other folks are sending super chats. Buggy Barnes ATL, thank you. Always appreciate you. Jeremy Lee, uh, MLS Beads, Quentin. Is Ever- it Jeremy? Lee? I've always been saying J Rhyme. <laughs> I, 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 you figured it it's out. Probably it's probably Jeremy. I don't know. Jeremy. Tell us who is El Rata? Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, or M Rata. Also, M-Rata. also, if you're out there today and you weren't able to get your Taylor Swift tickets, it's it's been a tough day for all of us. They moved the Capital One presale time. All you Swifties out there, I feel bad for you. Uh, you know, my wife's devastated. It's so hard to get the tickets. Let's all let's all look out for each other, all right? Okay, if and you're we do- out there, if you know a Swifty, 
say, if, reach if, out to him. If you know a Swifty, say something to yeah, a Swifty. Yeah. Oh, also, um, if you're in San Francisco, I'm hosting Fan Expo up there. So I'm going to be sitting on the cast of Clerks, Sons of Anarchy, like all sorts of folks. What is this? Give us dates. I uh, the 25th, 26th, 27th in San Francisco. So thanks for this month? Yeah, literally in a week. So a week from Friday, and like Ming Na Wen, I'm sitting down with, sitting down with like, like, Titans, Titans of Industry. Uh, Dante Basco, Wilfred Dell, like I'm, I'm running most of the tables, so uh, I'll oh, be there. Oh, so. and and on that same note of uh, promoting live events, if you're in LA and you're planning to be at LA Comic Con, oh. Break Room will be doing a live show at the LA Comic Con. Right. We'll have more details on that maybe tomorrow or later this week. But um, if again, if you're going to be around, we'd love to see you. Uh, but we thank everybody for showing up. It's official. I did win the tattoo poll today, so it's one to one heading into tomorrow. the Big final. The final decision-making day tomorrow. Tune in to see. Um, we appreciate you all. We hope um, you keep it Gucci to Mochi. Please. Ladies, Gators. Bye. Bye. Bye.